Come on, side, side, side. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Ed Lover, and it's time for another Come on, Sad. The podcast, and this is being brought to you by Cigar International. Make sure you go to www.cigarinternational.com to check out everything that you may need. If you're an avid aficionado and cigar smoker like I am, well, they got exactly what you need. So you make sure that you check out www.cigarinternational.com. Doing my podcast uh, sponsors, uh, I appreciate it. Um, we're setting up something in the near future where there'll be a promo code for um, for me, for, for, for everybody that enjoys and even an occasional cigar. There'll be a promo code for me that you'll be able to type in when you go to CigarInternational.com and get a discount on all your purchases. So we're in the process of setting that up right now. So I just wanted to say another thank you to Cigar International and make sure you guys check out CigarInternational.com. They actually had a... Um, they had their big smoke in the uh, Pennsylvania area last weekend, and I didn't get an opportunity to uh, attend because of things that I was doing. I had a lot of work here to do, and I didn't get an opportunity to attend that joint. But big up to them, man, for, for everything that they've been doing with Cigar International. They finally realizing that there is a whole different joy cigars and uh, enjoy a, a great cigars. So they're really reaching out to try to tap into that market of us that have grown up now and are uh, aficionados and avid cigar smokers and all of that. So I just really wanted to say that because I know that there are a lot of us out there. Now, let's start the podcast. So I was thinking, you know, about the podcast today and I was like, damn, Ed, you know, what do you want to talk about? There's so many things that's on my mind that I wanted to talk about. You know, I wanted to talk about, you know, the NBA playoffs is in effect. I don't know if you guys saw that Chavez. Canelo Alvarez uh, fight. I'm going to talk about that. Um, relationships. It's so easy to talk about. But um, I think one of the things that I wanted to talk about is uh, really kind of social media and how much of a role social media plays in our everyday lives. It's, it's really kind of amazing that you can walk down the street nowadays and you see everybody has a phone in their hand. It's just like every single waking moment of your time is consumed by a smartphone. Like a, a lot of it, if you really look at it, uh, think about how much you have your smartphone on you. Think about how much your smartphone is within your reach. Think about how much your smartphone is in your hand. I just had to get at my son, okay, because we have 40 gigabytes of shared data a month between him. We're on the same plan. So, I, of course, all parents out there know I pay my son's cell phone bill. He's in college. So I want to get a good education. I don't want to have to worry about those kind of bills right now. So he is on my plan. So we have 40 gigabytes of shared data, right? This month alone, he took up 97.1% of the data. Now, that's including my phone and my iPad and his phone. And he still uses 97.1%. So, of course, he goes over and I got to pay my carrier an extra $15 for more gigs every time this dude goes over. But that just goes to show you how much this dude is on the phone. If he ain't streaming, 
if if uh, he's not watching videos or he's doing something, he's on the phone. And I had to tell him, bro, make sure that you are within some Wi-Fi, man. Like, you're fucking killing me. Like, make sure that you get on Wi-Fi when you use your phone. If you're out in the street, stop streaming so much until you get into... Um, you know, somewhere where there's Wi-Fi, because I'm quite sure they have Wi-Fi at this college, and I'm absolutely right. The campus has Wi-Fi. So if you're walking around campus, why you can't use Wi-Fi? When you go home uh, to your mother's house, my ex-wife, when you're there with your mom at your house there, why can't you stay on the Wi-Fi? Why you got to be all out in the streets running up all the data, 97.1% of the data? And I'm like, what are you using all this data for? So that means he's constantly on his smartphone. As the rest of us are constantly, you can go anywhere now and see somebody on their smartphone. Like it's 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 amazing, man. It is amazing. Social media now is really, really probably part of the fabric of civilization. I mean, when we think about it, we think of the United States. Think about how many different countries there are around the world, and everyone has a smartphone. It's not like back in the days when. You know, it was so expensive to get a smartphone. You get a smartphone, y'all. If you sign up for for a plan with any carrier, you see the commercials all the time. They're giving you one smartphone, two smartphones free, you know, just for opening up um, one account with them. Uh, If you want to get out of your current deal, you know, you get another. They'll pay your current deal off just so you join up with them and give you the latest smartphone or whatever. You know, every time you turn around, there's a brand new Samsung Galaxy. There's a brand new Apple iPhone coming out. There's a brand new this phone coming out. Hello, Moto. There's, you know, every time you turn around. There's another smartphone coming out. And with smartphones, with all the advent of what a smartphone can do, of course, social media is going to play a big part in the way people use social media and abuse social media. Now, social media for me, I have a yin and a yang thing with social media. I love it and I hate it. I have a serious love-hate relationship with social media. I really Really, really do. I love it because I've been um, working in um, the business, the entertainment business, for almost 30 years now. Um, My early start came when you guys probably first ever heard of me. Those who are old enough to remember in 1989 when I got put really on the map as far as uh, the world is concerned. Um, with Yom TV Rats. Back then, there was no smartphones. There was no social media. But then when social media came into play, it changed everything. I remember when we had the two-way pages. You remember when you hear Jay-Z say, uh, you know, Motorola two-way pager. You remember that? That was was everything, you know? Everybody had a two-way pager, and everybody had those little bumps. You know what I mean? Everybody had those little songs and and, and tunes that they were doing with the Motorola two-way pages. And then the next tale came out, and I was kind of like social because you had everybody's chirp number, and you had it stored in your phone, and that kept you social with people. You could just, you just chirp them and talk. I remember I was living in L.A. when Nextel were the first ones to have uh, the chirp be able to go across the country. So I remember when it became nationwide chirping, and I was chirping my boys and you know, we talk, I'd be in L.A., they'd be in New York, and I was living out there for a while doing radio. Um, 
And it was just chirp and chirp, 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 back and forth. And then the two ways and then the two ways. Okay, you remember when the two ways had the phone on them? I mean, all the way back to the pager was kind of a social thing. Like, do you have a pager? You don't have a pager. Why you don't have a pager? But now it's exploded. And, and you know, we've gone from MySpace to Instagram to Snapchat to Facebook. You know, those are really the three main ones and two of those are owned by the same person you know mark zuckerberg owns uh facebook and instagram and uh you know snapchat he wanted to buy snapchat but snapchat wouldn't sell it that's why he put that uh thing that's like snapchat on instagram what i call you know insta snap or you know, Insta chat or whatever. Just it's just like kind of just like Snapchat, but it's still Snapchat. It was one of the main ones. And back in the days, it was MySpace. You remember, we were all on MySpace. Man, MySpace uh, went crazy for a while. And then you know there was those you know Black Planets and all of that other stuff. When the internet first exploded, it was kind of like very social. Mi gente for the Latino community was very social, and then MySpace kind of came and took over because you can, you know, do what you wanted to do on your page, and you can add music to your page, and you can share music that you've created on your page. And then Facebook kind of came over, came around and wiped that out. I remember a couple of years ago, Justin Timberlake and was trying to bring MySpace back, but it really didn't work. And um, Facebook kind of started as a way for college kids to keep in touch with each other, and that thing exploded. And I mean, there are... Oh my God, there's probably a billion people in this world that have Facebook. And, you know, that's one of the good things you get to connect with people that you probably went to high school with, junior high, middle school, elementary school, summer camp, used to work with, haven't seen in 15 years, family members, and all of that. That's, that's one of the great things about social media. Sometimes you find out information early on social media, like where would we really be for uh, African-Americans in this country with the Black Lives Matter movement if it wasn't for social media. Um, we find out a lot of great stuff on social media. Um, you know, you find out a lot of sad stuff on social media. I mean, I think one of the problems with social media that we're having now is that live button. Oh, my God, that live button. Ladies and gentlemen, I am one of the most humblest, nicest, quote-unquote, celebrities that... I'm not an A-lister, I know that. Um, that doesn't bother me at this point in my career. But if somebody wants to take a picture with me, I would say nine and three quarters of the time I'm going to say yes. Unless I'm in the bathroom handling my business, I'm not going to take a picture with you in the bathroom. If I'm rushing to the plane and I'm about to miss my flight, I'm not going to stop and take a picture. I'll get you the next time that I see you. Um, but 99.9% of the time, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to stop. And I'm going to say, yeah, if you ask me for a picture, say, I love I grew up on you or whatever. You listen to me on the radio in New York or L.A. or now in Atlanta or wherever you live. If I'm syndicated into your city and you listen every day and you love this show and you want to take a picture. Most of the time, like you can pretty much guarantee I am going to say, yeah. Right. But the live thing, I just can't. I think you should ask somebody before you put them on live. I'll give you a classic example. My executive producer of the Ed Lover Show, right? I have a syndicated um, radio show, morning show, along with Moni Love that we syndicate out of Atlanta, Georgia. So I live in Atlanta now. Um, my executive producer, uh, who also is executive producer on the podcast, 
a young lady who was a brilliant young lady by the name of Krista Hayes. She asked me, uh, uh, were you at such and such on Sunday? I have no idea how she know. I didn't post any pictures of myself from there. She said her friend was there that knows her and was sneak taking pictures of me. And, and I was there with my wife, but I don't think she knows that was my wife. And asking Krista, is this his wife? Like, why you sneak pic- taking pictures of me? That's one of the bad points of having these cell phones and this live thing. I mean, come on, y'all. Like, Instagram Live, somebody started a live video. Facebook Live, somebody started a live video. Everyone believes now that every waking moment of their life is interesting to everyone else. Everyone that befriends you, we get an alert when you're going live. And 90% of the time, you turn it on, they have nothing to say, and they're not doing anything that's interesting to you. But they think it's the Roger show, the Tommy show, the Keechin Lynn show, the Abdul Achim Baha show, the uh, Maria Lopez Rodriguez show. Everybody thinks the Jasmine, you know, the Jasmine Washington, Jasmine Jones, you know, Tyreek. Benson show, everybody thinks that they have their own show. And it's really, quite honestly, 90% of the time, it's not interesting at all. Okay? And then the young women who want to get on social media and get half naked, they want to be mad at the guys for the comments that they're making about them shaking their butts on social media. Well, if you give out something, that's what you're going to get back. And I tell these women all the time, look at these thirsty dudes, these thirsty. Who's the thirsty one? Who's the who's the thirsty one? Who's the thirsty one that's thirsty for likes? We are all on social media a slave to likes. None of nobody that's listening to this damn podcast can tell me any different. We're a slave to likes. If we post a picture, we want to see how many damn likes we get. We all do it. I do it. My wife does it. My, my children do it. You post a picture. You go back to look at your picture to see how many likes you have and to read the comments. But this live thing is something different because in my opinion, in my line of work, for what I do for a living, sometimes it's an invasion to my privacy. I don't like for you to walk up to me and put me on live without asking my permission. I just don't like it. Real, ho- Real Housewives of Atlanta star Todd. Okay, has and candy, all right, have a restaurant called Old Lady Gang. My wife and I went to the restaurant a couple of Sundays ago to try the food. Todd was very hospitable for us, sat us down. It was very crowded, didn't make us wait. I mean, sometimes there are benefits to being Ed Lover. Didn't make us wait, sat us down, made sure we were taken care of, and went to sit somebody else down because he's there because, you know, he's an owner of the restaurant. He wants to make sure everything is running correctly. Went to sit somebody else down, and this dude stuck his phone right in his face. You on Instagram Live. Didn't ask his permission. Not Instagram Live, Facebook Live. Didn't ask his permission anything. That is an invasion of privacy. You don't do that. You don't walk up to me. Um, you on my Facebook Live. I don't want to be on your Facebook Live. Maybe I just want to chill. I really don't even know you. And these are people that I don't know. Not close friends. I wouldn't even. I don't even want my close friends to do that to me. More or less a stranger. That's one of the downsides of this thing. Now everyone thinks they have their own television show. Take the idiot 
that killed Robert Godwin, the 74-year-old grandfather on Easter who was coming home. What Was it Easter? Well, I don't want to say. Well, he was coming home from his daughter's. Yeah, it was Easter. He was coming home from his daughter's Easter celebration. He had nine children. And a guy got out of his car on Facebook Live and asked him, did he know some young lady that for God, whatever reason he had with his girlfriend, that he was mad at her and shot the man in the face on Facebook Live. That's the kind of stuff we don't need to see. And and Zuckerberg's attempt to correct it was not to just get rid of Facebook Live, which I think they need to, or it can't be live. Now you have people committing suicide on Facebook Live. You have people getting shot on Facebook Live. But the good thing about it was... Uh, the guy whose girl went on Facebook Live when the police shot him. And we got an opportunity to see that. I don't think we have ever saw that. You know? Or the man who was running away from the cop and the cop shot him in the back those couple of times. And maybe he tried to plant the gun on him and try to say he tried to take his stun gun. If it wasn't for videos on these cameras, we would have never saw that. But to start murdering people on Facebook Live, to instigate fights on Facebook Live, to assault Older people on Facebook Live, I don't think is what Facebook Live was uh, created for. And I really don't think all of this live stuff should be there because now, of course, there's going to be good in it. But there's always going to be some idiots out there that's going to try to take advantage of what it was meant for. It wasn't meant for you to commit murder or to set people up, to beat people up, or to fight and slap people and think it's funny. That stuff is, that that's not cool. And I don't understand why people think that it's cool. So I was saying before, Zuckerberg's response to that was to put 3,000 more monitors to monitor inappropriate content through Facebook Live. 3,000? There's billions of people. Billions. There has to be some program that could that could be created that soon as something that even looks violent is flagged and shut down because they will shut you down. I have DJed on Facebook Live before. They have this thing where you can't play but so much of somebody else's music because it's not clear to be played and they will shut you off immediately. Okay, so why they're not monitoring all this violent behavior, all these suicides and stuff that, that these kids are even putting up on Facebook Live. This stuff, man, if it's not flagged, you don't see it. And then by that time, it's too late because somebody's captured it already and they're spreading it around. It's gone viral. Gone viral is now a part of our vernacular. Something has gone viral. People have become stars of things that have gone viral. No real talent to speak of, but they have Stuff that has gone viral. Remember this kid? Hey, why you lying? Why you always lying? Ooh, you're a liar. Stopping all that lying. Remember that? That was what? 20 seconds? And this kid was getting booked to do parties. Remember my man got him? Welvin the Great. Remember A-Town? Good morning to you. The birds are chirping. Gone viral. All right, we we we're watching Ti and Tiny's marriage go out the window and in disarray. Ti is allegedly with Bernice Burgos. She's viral. What does she do? What's her talent? 
She's pretty, yeah, but what's her talent? Why is she famous? I'm not picking out on anybody specifically. I'm just giving you examples because there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people like that that have gone viral. That's the way of the world right now. It's fine with me. I'm not, hey, listen, sister, do your thing. But that's my point I'm trying to make about social media. If somebody doesn't like something that you say, oh my God, please, God help you if you say something wrong that you don't agree with. Beyonce, Rihanna, Nicki Minaj, Tupac. There's a few celebrities out there that's just so... Their fan base is just so massive and it's, it is just so one-sided or, or blind to, to these people doing anything wrong ever or anything questionable or you not liking something that they do that they come after you to the point where you blocking people or you just make your, you know, you just shut down your social media altogether. Kanye West just recently shut down his Twitter and his Instagram account. You know, it's just, it's taken over our lives. And there's, there's good parts of it, bad part to it. Uh, one thing that you notice sometimes about somebody is uh, they will go to a prop store and they will get bundles of fake hundreds. Did you see, remember when Floyd Mayweather and 50 Cent was doing the phone thing with the, with the stacks of, of whatever the denomination of the money was. So now everybody wants to follow that. Now I'm out here getting paid with a stack of fake money up to their ear and standing in front of somebody else's Lamborghini taking a picture or standing in front of a ghost taking a picture. I'm out here in these streets. I'm getting it. Blah, 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 blah. For all of them likes. And their likes go straight through the roof and their comments go straight through the roof. But if they put up a book, nobody wants to pay attention to that. Right. Everybody's a philosopher. Everybody likes to attribute a quote to a celebrity that has passed and the celebrity never even said the quote. That's social media. I can't remember the guy's name that was supposed to be uh, something junior. Somebody will tell me in the comments that was supposed to be this relationship guru. Ended up marrying Latoya Luckett. Didn't last for two months. I thought he knew so much about relationships. Everybody has a quote or a saying or, or something to live by. Oh, you can't move forward if you're always looking in the rear. I understand what that means, but you can't back your car out of a driveway unless you look in the rearview mirror. You might crash into something. So for every philosophical quote somebody could give me on social media, I could give you another philosophical quote to counter your philosophical quote. So when do we stop? Where are we getting this garbage from? Uh, all of this stuff on Facebook for every single person. Don't let them go to the hospital to have a damn tooth extracted. My, oh, my prayer circle. Pray for me. I'm about to undergo surgery. It's, yeah, the surgery ain't that serious. You had a benign tumor on your arm that they had to remove. Come on. Your chances of dying during that surgery were slim and none, and you knew it when you put that crap up there that you need everybody's prayers because everybody wants attention put on them. Social media has taken over so much that we are not even social with human beings anymore. As soon as there's a lull in conversation, if you're sitting around a bunch of people and you're having an intelligent conversation about something, as soon as there's a lull 
in a conversation, somebody's pulling their phone out to check their social media. Taking a picture, capturing a moment is fine. Be capturing too many moments now. We're overdoing it on social media. Mood, on my way to work, on my way home from work, at work, at my desk board. When are you working? When are you working? And I think with social media, I think it's another part of what I find is good about social media is you can really find out about somebody on social media. Now, they're going to say that's not who they are, but that's a lie. That is who you are. It may not totally be who you are, but it's a part of who you are. What you post is absolutely a part of who you are because it shows the way your mind is working at the time. And be wary of a person that only posts selfies. They be wary of them. Selfie and selfish. Very close. Very, very, very close. If all you find beauty in is yourself, that's it. It's all about you. For some reason, we get in that car. I'm guilty of it, too. My wife is guilty of it. She loves to snap video while we're driving. But what about just taking in your surroundings? What about getting your head out of the phone and let's have a conversation about what's going on in this world? This world we're living in is really off the correct track right now. We're not even talking about that because we're too busy taking pictures of fried chicken. Ooh, look at this fried chicken I made. I've done it. So I'm not saying this and acting like I'm free from guilt, ladies and gentlemen. Not at all. Because I have done it. I have posted a video of me cooking. Matter of fact, if you go to my page uh, on Instagram, Ed Lovin', you scroll down a little bit, you'll see me putting up my corned beef and, and cabbage and my cornbread. I was very proud of it that day. But I put it up because my mother-in-law and my wife were laughing at me because I didn't have any cornbread. And they thought I couldn't make it. So I put that up. I was showing off. We all do it. We all do it, but if that is everything that's on your page, it's showing the rest of the world that you are so into yourself that you don't see beauty in anything else. You're not even, if you're going out and you're showing me some food, tell me where the restaurant is so I can go to the restaurant and enjoy the food too. But it's just look at me, look at me, I'm on uh, Facebook Live, look at me, it's lit. And just, and the, oh God, ladies, please just stop. Stop with the hair. Just stop with the with the videos of you just looking in the camera. Just mm, which just stop it, stop it. It's so corny and immature, especially if you're a grown ass woman with a career. It's immature. There's mirrors in your car. If you want to see yourself, look in the damn mirror. You know what I really wish Instagram had, and I've said this before. I don't know if y'all seen my video. I said it because I wanted to share this with the world. And I was hoping that Mark Zuckerberg would add this to Instagram. A timeout. Now, when I put that up there, people were like, no, that you can unfollow and there's a mute. No, I don't want a mute like they have on Twitter, which is another big social media platform. I don't think I mentioned that. I said Snapchat. I said Instagram. I said Facebook. I should have mentioned Twitter, too. I'm sorry. Earlier in this program. No, I don't want to mute people because when you mute them, I have to unmute them. I'll have to go back into my settings and do that. I want a timeout. My idea for the timeout is this. I just don't want to see your shit just for a little while. It may be an hour. It may be two hours. I don't want your shit on my timeline. It may be a day. 
It may be five days. It may be 10 days. But when that period is over, it automatically turns up and you start popping up on my timeline. Because first of all, it gives me a chance to miss you. Okay, because you're not on my timeline all the time. Secondly, it gives me a break from your lies and your bullshit, especially when there's people that's lying on it and you know them personally and you know that it's a lie. Okay. And thirdly, as a parent of two grown children, I don't have to get disappointed in what I see them put up if I can put them on timeout. Just timeout. Just give me three days. I don't have to look at this stuff that you're posting for three days. Two of my daughters are grown. And sometimes they post questionable things that I don't agree with on their social media. So if they were, I don't want to unfollow my kid. You know, people get too uh, about being unfollowed, but they could get uh, about being on timeout because I'm like, well, you're just on timeout. I'll, you'll, you'll be back in three days. I just put you on timeout. I just really wish that they had time out. I'm just figuring out how to keep people from putting stuff on my page on Facebook. Like, who asked you to put your stuff on my page or to keep them off my timeline? A lot of times, I don't want to see that. I don't want to. I don't want to see it. I don't want to. I don't want to see it. Tell me with the first time that you met me, and it's somebody that I don't even know. I don't want to see that on my timeline. So I'm, I just figured that out. I just figured it out. It's like, oh my god! Like, I really do believe that most people in this world could not go 30 days without their smartphone. 30 days with no smartphone. You could use the phone to call somebody at your job or whatever. I think, I mean, I know for a fact from my smartphone, that's my alarm in the morning when I get up to, to go to work. So I touch my smartphone probably before I touch anything else. The only thing I probably touch before the smartphone in the morning is the pillow when I'm fluffing them. When I'm trying to get a good position to go to damn sleep or in the middle of the night when I'm turning over or something, I touch the pillow. But that smartphone is my alarm. There's no more alarm clock on the end of my bed. We used to set the time on, on, on the clock, on the digital clock. But first it was that alarm clock, the round one. And then, you know, it came out with the clock radio. And that's what we used to set our alarm on so the radio go off. Now it's on your phone. It's on your phone. What do we do when we drive around? I'm new, I'm new to Atlanta. I don't really know the entire city like I know the back of my hand. I don't know all the ins and outs. I put everything in my navigation on my phone. Everything is on that phone. When there's a lull, when you go to a concert, are people enjoying the concert? Are they holding it up, trying to videotape the concert, or trying to go Facebook Live from the concert? So that everybody can see it. So a concert, a person in concert can't even keep any real surprises to themselves because somebody is broadcasting it all over the world on social media. Sometimes that's good because you go, wow, that was an amazing performance. The next time that person comes, I'd love to see them. Sometimes not so good. They may slip and fall. You don't want everybody to see that or have a wardrobe malfunction. You don't want everybody to see that. And adding to it is these fake ass journalists. Now, there are great bloggers. Not taking anything away from you great bloggers out there. If you're a blogger and you check your facts and you just don't throw up any story, more kudos to you if you have that kind of following. But some of you hateful bloggers who call yourself journalists ought to be ashamed of yourself. Everybody wants to be first, but nobody wants to be first with the truth. The truth is always a little. You know it's not true. 
and you going hard on the line. And that's and, and then social media eats it up and then it spreads all around everything. And nobody bothers to say, oh man, that, that's not. Now, let me double check that. Let me check them facts first. Nah, it's news and it's just gonna go up there and, and we don't care. Sometimes these things are bad, man. Because once somebody gets it in their brain, it's just it's hard, it's hard for them to get it out of their brain. And then you have people that their whole thing is to spread lies, rumors, and in your windows and argue with you on social media. You want to argue with me about something you have no idea what you're talking about. But you want to leave a comment on my page, call me out my name, call me this, call me that, say I'm this, say I'm that, and you have no idea what's going on. None at all. But you think you know because somebody wrote it down in a blog. You think you know. But as far as us passing information along to one another, as far as us being of uh, intelligent enough to pass information of what's going on in politics and what's going on in the world and be careful somebody shooting up at this school or something like that, that's when it works because everybody gets that and it's like, okay, I'm on high alert. I know what's going on. There's no need for anybody to get hurt because somebody just walked into the school with a rifle and the police got them and they were going to do this and they were going to massacre this many children and all of this other stuff. That's when it works out in our favor. That's when having social media, that's when getting those alerts to your phone from social media, that's when they really work for you because as a parent and you got kids in college, you want them to be able to get those alerts and stuff to their phone because you know they're so attached to it anyway. You want them to get that stuff that something is going on on the campus that they need to be careful of. You know, but we need to be careful of the way we use social media. We need to be more mindful of the things that we post on social media. Because believe it or not, especially you young people out there that may be listening, or you parents that may be listening, you know when you're going to look for a job, they want to know your social media. They want to know your social media. Okay? Even when you're going for a job in a field that I'm in as a host or something, What's their social media? How much social media presence do they have? Could you help us build up our social media because of your presence on social media? How many followers does this person have? Everybody wants to know that. Even advertisers. Advertisers pay the people with the most followers. You know, the NeNe Leakses, the Kim Kardashians, the, the Beyonce's, you know, people like that, the Rihanna's. You know, Rihanna could put a hat on and wear it on social media. She don't even got to say the name of the company. But that's a look for them and they pay for that. And y'all think that she's just wearing a hat. She just got paid to wear that hat. The people with the biggest social media following, that's what it's about. Even when it comes to uh, television and film. You want to try to put somebody in your film that has a big social media following. Sometimes even if they can't act in hopes that they will influence their social media followers to go see the film. So if you got, even if you could get 10% of them, that's a win. That's why we post things. We try to let y'all know what's going on. We post things. I post parties that I'm doing or, or events that I'm a part of on social media, musical mania, because there's a, a, there's a code there where you could get a discount on a whole trip to DR by entering, come on, son. 
So even if 10% or 15% of my listeners or followers decide to go to musicalmania.com and, and type goals, all right? I'm telling y'all this, man. Use social media for what we're supposed to use social media for. Be social, but don't let social media control your entire existence. We're all slaves to our phones. We all know it, and it's all good at some point. But let's just use it right, because if we don't use it right, the government's going to step in, and they're going to control it, and they're going to take it away from us. So be mindful the next time you jump on your phone. Remember your employer watching Parents, remember your children are watching. Children, remember predators are out there watching. And be nice to each other and be loving to each other. And don't put your damn live in a celebrity's face without asking them first. All right? Jeez. The yin and the yang, the good and the bad of social media. I'm Ed Lover. This is Come On, Son, the podcast. Until the next time, y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, to you, and about that ass definitely the next time I do a podcast. Be good, y'all. Kill it, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. I'm out. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Kimana Paulus and Krista Hayes. Recorded at Mean Street Studios in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast.